That's right. They're back after a week away where Andy Herman did a sane thing and, and just left. It just went away. Man, that, that's a, that was a smart move on your part. But it we're really back was. talking some football. Andy, good to have you back on these airwaves here after another Packers defeat. You know, I'm going to go a couple things. A, I'm going to go on a limb. I don't like four-game losing streaks. Not a fan. That's number one. Number two, we might be in trouble because we might need you to actually be the good cop this week, uh, which is usually a very I bad. Got that, I got that sense from some of your tweets there, Andrew. I like uh, let's talk through it, shall we? Because <laughs> Lord, Lord knows there's a lot to talk about. But I mean, yes, after the game, I was very much in the camp of there are no moral victories, but that did feel like a moral victory in the sense of. I understand a lot of that kind of success they found on the ground was due to the fact that, yes, the uh, the Bills built up a big lead, played a lot of too high, and I'm not going to say let the Packers run, but they weren't worried about them running. Right. You know, and the Packers, to their eternal credit, actually ran against that too high shell and did it very successfully, and there's a lot of really good tape coming out of that game. Agreed. Now, I'm not sitting here saying, again, that, you know, the game was in the balance when it's 27 10 or whatever it was i loved the fact that they showed an ability to get physical and an ability to recognize oh look at this too high shell we can run against that because how many times have we heard aaron and matt after a loss or after a game this season talk about well they played a lot of too high in a game where aaron jones gets like seven carries or eight carries so my thinking coming out of that game was yes number of ways that I'm going to be disappointed as a Packers fan. But the thing that was really encouraging to me was with the newly constituted offensive line, they showed that they can do it. And they showed that those backs can be true weapons on the offensive side of the ball. So for me, at least offensively, the defense is a whole nother issue. But for offensively, that gave me hope going forward because for the first time, you saw them able to execute at a real high level against really good, talented players in a way they haven't until this point. In the season. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, agree with a piece of that and the fact that I've been complaining, you and I have both complained in the past of when they get down three scores, all of a sudden it's like they got to, you know, bomb it down the field immediately to try right. to somehow get back 17 points get it all on back one, in point. one chunk. Exactly. Right. So the fact that they stayed patient, they stuck with their offense and they had success with it. The first drive of the second half was beautiful and should have been capped oh, off gorgeous. with a Robert Tunyon touchdown. Yeah. Um, that was gorgeous. And then you follow that up a little bit later, obviously with the Samori touch Samori Toure touchdown. Um, you have a couple other drives that, you know, gained some traction, um, I think there are positives to take away from that. And again, they they took what the defense gave to them and that's what they're supposed to do that we would have seen um, this team be able to do some of that stuff earlier in the game when the game maybe was a little right. bit more in the balance and, yep. and some of that. And I just feel like we're at the point now where you're three and five in the season, you've lost your fourth game in a row. And while it's nice to, you know, gain some consistency on the ground late in the game, um, you're down 17 against the Bills on the road. And I just needed to see more of that and that game plan earlier in the season in the games where they probably could have won and could have taken advantage of it. Um, I'm happy to see it in this game. I just it was it was too little too late in the game that, like you said, was not in the balance. I mean, to me, though, you look at their third offensive drive, it's 14 nothing and they absolutely yep. put on a clinic on how to run the football. And I love that. The other part of it too, is like, I understand. And it really felt like Aaron was frustrated after the game, not so much with how the game went, although I'm sure he wasn't happy about it, but the fact that they didn't do exactly what you were just talking about, like 
they got down and they didn't throw it all over the yard. They didn't try and push the ball downfield. They, you know, found their spots, but they stuck with their game plan of running the football. And I do think some of that was also predicated by the fact that they lost Christian Watson, what, what five plays into the game. Absolutely. And they undoubtedly had pack set for him. You saw both the reactions from Aaron and Matt immediately after it happened. They're clearly frustrated because they know this changes a lot of probably a lot of the stuff they worked on all week. So I think, again, there's a lot of things kind of compounding there. And yes, it was beyond frustrating that they couldn't get out of their own way early. What was killing me is like when the game was somewhat close early in the game, again, they went back to, not back to, and then they continued to utilize or try to utilize the RPO as like a staple of their offense. And I just think they're not wasting plays, but I just think they're so much better off when they just line up and run something as opposed to like Rogers trying to make a read and throw to an, a wide receiver who's usually tackled for minimal gain. The offense just feels a little too cracker Jackie. <laughs> like it feels just a little bit too, uh, you know, what it was, I don't even remember 12, 12 passes at or behind the line of scrimmage again. Right. And yeah. like, listen, I, there's a place for all of that stuff. And I understand why Matt's trying to do it. And if you can't stretch the field vertically, you at least have to try to stretch it horizontally uh, with some of the, you know, the swing plays and the, the screens to right. the outside. I, I get all of that, but um, man, it just at times feels a little bit too gimmicky, too cracker Jackie. And like, this is the offense they would like if Jordan Love was the quarterback, would the offense and how they're trying to execute it really look that much different? I'm not saying it I would don't be better, so. but I, I don't know how they're trying I, to run it. I don't think so. It's so funny you ask that because I get that on Twitter a lot. I'm sure you do too, is like as far as what would this offense look like if Jordan Love was the quarterback. And I want to say it'd be more like what we saw last night as far as running the football, but I also know that when given the opportunity to have Jordan Love start a game, Matt's game plan didn't look demonstrably different than anything they'd run all year. So I tend to think, yeah, I'm with you. I think if Jordan Love was out there, nothing. I don't think much would change at all. I think Matt would be running what he wants, you know, running his stuff, so to speak, which is, I don't know, a conversation for another day, but that's <laughs> not, not, not encouraging in my view. Um, I, I did mention I wanted to talk briefly about the offensive line because obviously coming off that Jets game a couple weeks ago, it was in such a disarray. It was such bad tape and – Clearly, they've made the adjustments there, and it was fascinating to me to see, you know, we've got two weeks in a row now where basically Zach Tom has been your um, you know, industrial strength Band-Aid as far as wh wh whatever all-pro is out that week. Uh, last mm -hmm. week it was Bakhtiari, this week it's Jenkins. But they seem to have found something as far as this new reconstituted line, albeit, you know, a piece here or there week by week. But putting Yash over there at the right side, having David on the left side, for the most part, I think they found a way of working. I do think, man, they ran up against a really stout interior front, defensive front in Buffalo. Uh, they just um, they really just kind of had, were hanging on for dear life at points. Yep. But for the most part, that this is the line that can make this offense work. Like, it took in eight weeks to get there, but I think they've found kind of the – they've unlocked what they needed to. Yeah, I agree. I, I think this last two weeks – positive takeaway from the offensive line. It hasn't looked great at times. And I get, they've looked um, a little bit overwhelmed early in the game. Zach Tom got kind of, you know, backed into the quarterback on a couple of different occasions. Uh, it's not going to be perfect. Um, and I do think had Elton started in front of, you know, Zach Tom in that scenario, things probably look even a, a degree better, obviously. But I do think that moving forward, the line of Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, and Yash does give them a legitimate chance to be 
hopefully even better than a solid offensive line, hopefully a legitimately good offensive line. That's what we expected going in. And I think right. that has to be the bar for them. Uh, but I have seen them take steps in the positive direction. And even late in the game, um, like the, the Samori Toure touchdown and a couple of the, the uh, yeah. um, Romeo Dobbs completion down the sideline. When they, the sideline, right. Yeah. When it was obvious passing situations, the offensive line provided them time. And I think, I think they played a little bit scared these past two weeks, maybe understandably so of like, we got to get rid of the ball immediately um, because right. this offensive line can't protect. And he gives them some confidence moving forward of like, okay, uh, we can give Aaron a chance to maybe get to a five or seven stop step drop and look down the field and go through progressions. And this offensive line can hold up a little bit better. Well, it's funny too, because I think they've done that now a couple of weeks where early on they look a little overwhelmed, but as, the game goes on and pass rushers get tired, man. Defensive players, they get after it early and then, you know, tired legs pop up, et cetera. But like the last couple of weeks in the second half, they have looked better in pass protection and some of the more deep developing stuff. Um, but yeah, to your point, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they feel they can do now that they've at least kind of demonstrated an ability to get downfield uh, on a couple of occasions in Buffalo. I mean, they're heading into Detroit it's it's they're not a great defense in fact they're historically bad but it's a tough place to play the Matt's teams have not played well in that building no. and it's going to be loud and communication etc i tell you what seeing david bacciari looking in at the football and then popping out and taking von miller for a ride nearly every play that brought warm feelings to my heart i mean as far as just this is exactly what you're talking like this is what we were waiting for this is what we were expecting and for von miller a guy who has I mean, he's wrecked games for Bill's yep. opponents this year. Absolutely wrecked them. And Bakhtiari made him in a complete non-factor last night. That's encouraging to me. Like, that's, again, that's a green shoot. Like, that's something I'm like, if he's out there, no, that's a big if, but if David's out there, that's that side's on lockdown. I love that. And uh, not only do I love that, but, like, it, it just – reminds you of how insanely talented of a football player that this guy is, how great he was and how big of a loss he was when he was out for so long and is whenever he his near knee flares up and, and he can't right. play. And it just, it's a, it sucks all the way around because he's just such a freaking amazing left tackle who can do almost anything that he wants. He's a great run blocker. He's a great pass protector goes up against one of the best in the game with a, a leg. That's clearly not 100% that flares up at any given moment. And he battles about not battles, but he beats Von Miller throughout the course yeah, of that. Game. Beat so, him like a drum all night. Absolutely a, a positive and Erased encouraging him. result. And hopefully that that can be something that continues moving forward. You know, one thing that did buck me last night, I just thought of this. One thing that just did kind of drive me nuts is like Rogers is talking about, oh, we need to be able to push it downfield in the passing game to win in this league. Um, also, you know what would help is like getting up the line of scrimmage and, and hiking the ball. The fact that they were taking everything down still to like one second on the play clock, down like multiple scores in the fourth quarter and running the football. So they've got the clock continuously going, but they're still taking the play clock down. Like if that's not a like a crystallization of – like, they're never going to run tempo. I've had people in my mentions, like, almost every week, like, why don't they run the hurry up? Exhibit A, man. They're just – it. Rodgers wants to do everything he wants to do at the line of scrimmage, and that's it. That's all, that's all I got. Like, that frustration really came out last night. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think the, um, the the prime example of that is you're down 17. It's end of the third quarter, and you go on an 11 play, almost seven minute drive that ends in the fourth and one or fourth and one and a half right. half pack dive up the middle and turnover on downs. And you basically just did the bills job for him, right? You took seven minutes <laughs> and the, the clock right. and um, burned it all down. You get to very minimal time left in the fourth <sighs> quarter, still down three scores. And yeah. again, whether it's, you know, pace or just urgency, right? Like urgency. I, that's I, the thing. It's a lack of urgency. That's like, what are you doing? Yeah, there had to be a better sense of urgency there, and there just wasn't, and it was confounding and frustrating to say the well, least. One thing I will say that I saw pop up on Twitter in a couple mentions, uh, the idea that, oh, they just want to make the score look respectable so it doesn't look so bad in the box score. Like, you have never, ever spoken to a human being in the NFL employed by an NFL team if you believe that is true. There is absolutely no fucking way that Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, and everyone on down is sitting there going, well, just got to make the score look better at the end of the day. Like, no, 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 that is not it. <laughs> like, Yeah, no, no, I totally agree. And, and here's the thing too, right? Like they're, they're doing for the most part, the right thing in that scenario. And what we talked about earlier is like, you got to take what they're giving to you. And if you get a, a score on that drive, specifically, you get a touchdown on that drive, you're down by 10 with about 11, 12 minutes left in the game, plenty of time, not ideal circumstances, clearly, but like you've now made you're giving yourself a chance, at least giving yourself a puncher's yeah. chance. And um, whereas if we've seen this team go all of a sudden, like spread everyone out and they're, you're playing right into their hands. And I guarantee Great. you nice. had they gone past happy at that point in the game, this game would have been worse than it would have been better. It just, I, there's no I totally, to totally agree. And that's the thing. It's like, I just, people, you know, I think they get it twisted as far as just do what you do. Well, you know, Aaron Jones, most of those plays, they do those pretty well. Like that, that's what drives me nuts. It's, it's the idea of, I'm not saying like, don't ever throw the ball. It's just like lean into your good players. I just don't, speaking of good players, how about the job Josiah DeGuara did last night? I mean, he didn't, not huge on the stat sheet. He had a, a what, catch or two, but man, he was mashing in the run game. Yeah, I mean, shout out to DeGuara. I think that's the most snaps he's played all year yeah. and it really showed up. I mean, he was an absolute kind of just blanket as far as when he got on a guy, that guy was got. Like he was taken care of. There's been a uh, underground uh, support for Josiah Deguara to get <laughs> to get more playing time, and right. I think this is why, right? Like a, like he's shown up as a blocker when he's given opportunities. Uh, I know no. he's not the most, he's not Mercedes Lewis, right? He's not the most physical, intimidating, you know, tight right. end at slash H back in the world, but he does his job very well. Usually wins against his guy and gives his running back an opportunity to make a play. And he's got a little bit of juice after the catch, which was evidenced by what the 60 yarder he had against the Lions in Detroit last right. year on the tight end screen. So like, yeah, I'm, I, I very much like Josiah DeGuire. I would like to see him get more playing time. And hopefully this is the precursor to him getting a lot more playing time moving forward. All right. We've talked a lot about the ends. Now it's time talk about the defense and look i there's a lot to talk about and one the i think the overarching thing was okay the last couple of weeks we've seen them play a little bit more press man we've seen jair travel getting inside on on third down etc and then you know those guys chirped before the game and they got what they asked for and Diggs and company were ready for it i mean look i i'm all for the bravado i'm all for like talking to talk but man hey hold on to the interceptions jair you've got another one go through i guess it did hit him kind of back shoulder but yeah like just time your jump better and that's your ball um 
And then Rasul Douglas getting out there and pressing up against Diggs. I mean, I know it's so frustrating, too, because Josh Allen is literally getting hit as that ball is released. That ends up in the touchdown and the double move. But, man, all those guys, I at least see them making plays. Like, Douglas had a number of plays, tackles, et cetera. I don't know what they're going to do about Darnell Savage, but they got to do something. You talk about just a liability. And I'm not even talking – like, it's ha-ha Clinton Dix level at points. Like, yeah. It's bad. Like, straight up bad. I don't, I don't know what's happened, but – he looks lost and timid and not anywhere near the kind of even just you know consistent, competent player you need on your back end to compliment Adrian Amos. I don't know what I'm I don't know if you I know that was weird because they benched Stokes at one point. I'm like, but Roland Savage out Savage, there. Like, yeah, okay. I, I, like put Ford out there. You've seen Ford go in for Savage and play pretty darn well. I don't know what they're doing there, but that to me is the big conundrum for Joe Barry because as long as he's playing like this, they, they are in deep trouble in the back end. Well, with Savage, too, the thing that's so frustrating is, well, A, when, when was the last time he made a big play? Forever ago. I mean, seriously. like So yeah. he's, all right, he's not well, coming up with big In the play. old old scheme, I think. Yeah, that, right? yeah that's totally the scheme. It's the last so time he made a big play. Almost two years, right? Yeah. So that, that's the last time we've seen him come up with big plays. Um, is he consistent? No, he's completely inconsistent. Is he a sound tackler? No. Is he great in coverage? No. Is he a physical intimidating safety? No. So he's not a box safety. He's not a rangy free safety. He's not a center field safety. He's not a coverage safety. He doesn't come up with big plays and he misses tackles all the time. So there is no upside left here. There's not, there's no more juice to squeeze from it to say like, well, we're just waiting for this part to develop. Like there's nothing yeah. left there. There isn't anything that he's doing well enough for you to want to put him out on the field and be like, all right, we feel really comfortable with what he's doing. The mistakes are plentiful. The missed tackles are plentiful. And there's no big plays that are counteracting the, the, the negatives. At least Rudy Ford is going balls to the wall, a million miles hair per hour. Hair on fire, baby. Hair on fire. And I'm not saying, you know what, Amos and, and Rudy Ford probably going to have some challenges at safety pairing together. I don't care anymore because guess what? Savage and Amos have troubles right now pairing together at safety and I at least want the guy that's flying to the football and going to make plays. And if, if you want to have the saying of like, I'm okay with mistakes as long as you make them a million miles per hour, I will gladly and i mean gladly take the million miles per hour mistake right now over the chicken wing shoulder into nowhere oh my where god 50 yards doesn't literal diving at guys feet with your shoulder i mean it, it is it's ha, it's haha ha clinton dicks the ghost of haha ha clinton dicks showed up last night in buffalo i mean holy toledo and you go forward and you the linebackers both of them go out one of them due to injury the other one due to whatever that was on the sideline i mean quay walker buddy Welcome to the NFL. Like, yeah. I know, I know you're all pumped up and you're, you're like, you're all raring to go. But wow, what a dumb, what a dumb move. And I know Matt tried to talk like, oh, they always get the second guy. The other dude, dude was helping him up. So yeah. what are you doing, man? I understand he's, you see the opponent opposing color and you're like, get off me. But oh boy, and you know, shout out to Isaiah McDuffie and Wilson for going out there and making the most of it. You can see why they're backups, but man. It's fascinating to me that a week after we saw Quay Walker utilized so kind of creatively uh, as far as getting him on the edge and getting him after the quarterback, while he was out there early in the game, it looked really, I'm not even going to say pedestrian, but it looked really rote. Like, this, here's our, here are our two or three coverages that we're going to play. We're not going to utilize his athletic ability at all to get after Josh Allen. We're going to, you know, we're going to man up. 
play too high and whatever, and he's going to take the back out of the backfield, and we're going to let Josh just run all over. Like, you've got this piece. And for whatever reason, it felt like Joe just didn't want to utilize it. Like, again, athleticism, like, use him. I th- That was a frustration to me. I will say, and I'm, I really don't want to be good cop, good cop today, but um, I will say I do think the Bills are insanely so insanely talented on offense that there's no good solution, right? Like, That's I know true. we would have liked to see, you know, Jair a little bit more on Stephon Diggs and some things like that, but man, playing a ton of man coverage against this Bills team is not a recipe it's for a recipe success. for Blitz, disasters. With exactly, blitzing the heck out of Josh Allen has not worked for anyone. In fact, he's a better. Uh, quarterback so far this season under pressure than he is in a clean pocket, which just goes to show you how ridiculously talented he is. So um, I guarantee you if they blitzed Quay Walker a bunch more or played a bunch of press man or, you know, played Jair single on, on digs, we're probably having a lot of the same conversations of like, well, why didn't they try something else? Or why didn't they do more? Like there's just, there's no uh, perfect way to play this bills team. I thought overall they made some good things happen. Like you said, Jair had his opportunity to get the hands, his hands on the ball a couple of times. They they picked him off twice. Um, Don't hate. Uh, what the defense did, don't love what the defense did. I don't. I think the the tackling, the not rallying to the football, the the play where Josh Allen that we talked about, where um, uh, Stokes goes flying by with the chicken wing. Um, on that play, there's like five guys that are jogging to the football, and it's just yeah. like, listen, I don't want to hear Matt Lafleur have to say at halftime, I want to see these guys compete in the second half. This is Sunday night football on the road against the best team in football, with kind of your your maybe not your season quite on the line, but like kind of. And if you have to tell your guys at halftime that like, I want to see you guys compete in the second half, like that, that shouldn't have to be a conversation that's had at that point. Like, I don't need any more rah-rah Matt LaFleur, you know, huddles on the sidelines or halftime. Like (laughs) if you're not showing up to this game, like what, what are you doing? And some of the, why are you in the league? Exactly. That's concerning to me. Yeah. It's, it's, Always tough. Uh, there were a number of times Corey actually pointed out during the watch party last night where you exactly what you're talking about. Like somebody makes a play, whether it's Josh Allen or a running back or whatever on the on the perimeter, and you do in the background see a Rashawn Gary or a Russell Douglas just kind of oh god, like jogging the like weary, like, oh gosh, these guys are so good kind of thing. Like, and it's not oh, like he's gonna they... run out of bounds or whatever. Rather and it's than like on the field a ton. Like no, they, they no, the defense was at barely all. on the field. <laughs> like, yeah. No, well, because they scored so quick. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Bill, the Bills just moved the ball. I mean, yeah. you you don't have to look much further than the end of the first half when the Packers are doing everything they can to try and move the ball, and it's so laborious. And then the Bills get the ball and legit one throw over the top, and they're in field goal range. And thankfully, it held them to a field goal. But like that, just that just ex- exemplifies what these two teams are in their differences. Like, it was at know. one point the Bills had I, I don't know it was twenty four or twenty seven points on like thirty three plays or something it was it was point eight uh, points per play like just something beyond ridiculous <sighs> beyond ridiculous that's where the Packers are at this point in time <laughs> hey special teams Mari caught a punt and the only time they did but he caught it so it's good that's progress he didn't catch a field goal but I'm not talking about that not since since I'm bad cop goals. today I will say yeah like. Jack Coco, if if that what if what if the Packers holy played, cow, what if a the Packers played that snaps. game against the Bills and it was a three point game at the end, like they balled yep. out three point game at the end. We we gloss over something because it didn't really matter if it, whether Mason Crosby made that field goal or not. But imagine that's a fifty five yard field goal to tie the game, and Jack Coco dribbles it back to you know the holder, and like he had multiple snaps in that game that are low. I was and, just gonna say he did that twice last night. Yeah. 
like, like and this, on this the just carpet. goes back to like we're still fighting through issues that plagued Green Bay from the start of last season. I get there on their third long snapper since then, from Bradley to Wordle to Coco, whatever. But like the same issues that have plagued this team now for years are still rearing their. It didn't matter if he makes the field goal, it doesn't change much anyway. But like it could have, if that were a three point game, like that would have been a major talking point today. I love that. Yes, you're right. All the all the problems from yesteryear are still there, and now they've added a ton of new ones for us to worry about. So it's great. It's good times in in Packer fandom. <laughs> Gotta love it <laughs> so much, Andy. I can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking ball every Monday. I really appreciate it. Really missed you last week. Uh, great to have you back. Make sure you check out his work at Packer Report, Packer Day Podcast, uh, the the YouTube channel. Doing great live stuff now, Andy. Appreciate thanks it. so much, man. Appreciate it, man. Hopefully, victory Monday next week. That from from your comments to, you know, the football God's ears. Thanks a lot. I'll talk to you next week.